Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate demons in this house. After what, baby, come on! There is rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Financial bosses, God put those here to test our faith. That's a damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just... Drop sharply while I was away. We did it illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane. This is mass madness, you maniac. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. Let it fly and see what happens, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it was really cool how how it just it felt like any other writing that I've read in the past that touches all the right notes that can kind of express itself to everybody who reads it. You you seem you wrote it really down to earth or maybe not you, but (laughs) you allowed it to come forward really down to earth. And I really liked it a lot. So thank you. I really appreciate that. It's a deep honor for me. Yeah, I had someone who I didn't even know because I was lucky enough to go to this um, spiritual fair or whatever a couple like last weekend. Actually, God, it feels like so long ago. Um, <laughs> just last weekend. And, Time um, dilation. Yeah. And someone, you know, so a, a good amount of people bought the book, which is really great. And one person was there and she had her booth as well. And so she came back uh, and, and she was like, I picked this up last night, you know, not really knowing what to expect. And she's like, I couldn't put it down. She's like, I feel like it was written like to me. She's like, but it's also like in your face, which isn't the word I would use, but I think that's what you're saying too. Like it's that down to earth. Like there's no like, well, it's also I am you. the mighty Zebulon and I'm here <laughs> to like say, that. like, it's no. just like, here's some stuff guys. No, like yeah. in that regard, your writing would be the antithesis of the cryons of the world. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. not this like take our Kool-Aid kind of stuff. Not at all. No, yeah. I, I I loved how I went. And it reminded me, and just like that, that person said, it reminded me of Alan Watts's uh, This Is It, where it was like, I just read the whole thing when I started reading it. Because it felt wow. like one long letter. That's kind of what your book felt like. It was really cool. And I so love for- that you've had that experience with it. And I'm um, 
I just have to say like, that's one of the best compliments I've ever been paid to be compared to Alan Watts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's what I was getting at. Cause I think Alan would have said the same thing a lot. It was like, Oh, don't thank me. Thank the the forces that allowed my voice to come through this way, you know, and the alcohol, (laughs) you know, because it's, he, believe that too you know and so that's what i was hitting on you wrote it in that way that the only channelers i've ever been able to take in and really resonate with it's this spiritual principles are always aligned doesn't really matter who's saying them that kind of method you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. so i really like that and well, for those of what you I think... go ahead go ahead, go ahead. I oh i was just gonna introduce us but hey you know what let's just keep going let, let it well, fly while you're thinking of it I was going to say, that's, that's what I think you can tell, like which ones are like real or not. Cause I think there are people who maybe they even really think they're channeling and maybe they are channeling something that's just not, I don't know, as accessible or as like universal or something. But, um, I think that's how you can kind of tell, right. Is these are the things that like you read it and you're like, that's true. And you're like, this is also talking to me specifically and like because that's the few things I've read that I'm like I actually think this really was channeled had the same effect on me right where I was like this is literally for me it's talking to me and that's not an easy um if I were going to try to write a book I don't think that I could do that (laughs) but when this one just like plopped in and was like asking to be born and I gave it time and space to come out that's how it came out right and um I think that that's how you can tell it, feel it. You can feel it. And I love when every form of art is described that way by the person behind the art, or at least the avatar behind the art, the pen, the ink, whatever. Uh, it's a, I think a lot of artists feel that way, that it's coming through them more than it's just this side of themselves that's doing it, you know, because uh, we can go into deeper parts than the fact that like, the action side. I think you and I have talked about that before. The action side of this experience is kind of like that egoic side, which is not the creative side. The creative side has to give the idea to that actionable force, you know? Yeah. Well, and if I were to sit down and say like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to hit all of these things and I'm going to do it like that, then when people are interacting with that, they might be like, hmm, that was very skilled, but it's not going to have that like, oh, like it hit me with the force of the energy of it. Like whatever that is, right. That, that like, honesty. Yeah. That, that, that weird honesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it just, it's that. also like, it relates um, the, that spiritual principles aligning. It's like, it aligns on every scale. It seems it's like the, this epiphany that you have when you read something, it's like, Oh, and that's also true here, here, and all back through all my other spirals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that. So f- let's uh, at least tell the audience. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Lindsay Sharman of rogue ways uh, to talk to her about her new book, the key of trans formational healing and i read this in like three hours it was awesome i really recommend it it's great you can get the the uh the digital copy for five bucks or you have it available in physical copy on your website yet or is it just still on amazon do now i know i have some in physical form too so if you want it signed by me and sent to you you can also grab it there sweet yes please go pick that up at rogueways.com everybody dot org dot org not dot com (laughs) Yes. Lindsay is not a .com. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing, Lindsay? How's everything going with the podcast? And how, how, how's it going now that the book's out? 
Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I just um, got out in the garden today for the first time this year. We spread some mulch. Uh, so spring has officially sprung. I'm going to go get more plants tomorrow and try to make my yard as close to a food forest as I can in this um, small window of time. I have to add even more stuff. Mm. And then um, I'm just I'm just so happy because I have the One Day of Brightness event coming up this Sunday, which is an event I put together every equinox and solstice. And it's just so uplifting and energizing and refreshing. I remember the first time I did one, I really wanted to help people get through this really dark time we were all having collectively uh, and bring some light to that and just remind people that, hey, we still get to take care of ourselves and have fun and uh, remember that we're human. And that's actually really valuable (laughs) no matter what's going on in the world or maybe especially because of what's going on in the world. And I just thought like this is going to be so much effort for me. I'm putting together this whole day long event and I'm getting all these people together and whatever. And I did it. And just like all the participants, I actually ended the day way more energized and uplifted than I started it, uh, which I've never had happen to me before in the other types of work I've done in my life. So I love it. I'm so excited for it. It's this Sunday, March the 27th. I don't know if people will hear that before it comes out. I'll if make sure this is out. I'll try to make sure this is out. I mean, I usually, <laughs> I'm usually really lazy about shit and I'm trying to stop stopping myself. That's the yes. whole thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get, I'll try to get this out so people can, can hear about it tomorrow at least, you know? Cool. And if they don't, then there's one every equinox and solstice. So you can always hit the next one too. They're all, they've all been so beautiful in their own way. And so our, our intention is to celebrate the spring equinox um and so we're a week off because i was at that event i mentioned last weekend on the actual equinox uh so it's this weekend uh and i'm very excited about that and just i've got brighter you coming which is a six-week course i do that is a upliftment course my, my whole goal in everything i do is to just empower people to do it themselves mm-hmm. uh, and so um all of the things i do like tarot and I do guidance sessions with people and I get messages from their allies and guides and sometimes from people who have passed on, I'm finding now too, uh, and all sorts of things. Uh, you know, I want to help other people just do that for themselves because it's cool. It's cool that I, I love helping people with that and I'll help people as long as they want me to. It's even cooler when people realize I'm not special. Anybody can do that. <laughs> like anybody right. can do this. Um, and so I want to help them do that. So I get to do that and brighter you and it's just really, it's really awesome. I'm very, I'm very excited about all of it. It seems like uh, that event has come full circle since that first example. It's like everyone's probably not going to be walking into this one with the gloom and doom that we had the last time. Or you know what I mean? It's probably going to be uh, more, probably more uh, confident spirits in there. I would say especially with how strong it feels like this community is getting, maybe we're biased in that. I don't know. I don't care. It just, (laughs) it seems to be gaining in strength at least. And I'll keep that mentality because that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I think that also what's gaining in strength is people's spiritual connection, whatever you want to call that. I just have so many people who are like, Oh, I just like woke up like last year. And now I'm like learning Reiki. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like, (laughs) you know, and like, I don't, I don't care specifically about Reiki. I think it's awesome. I'm not saying that though, because I think that's like the thing. I think there's millions of things and they're all awesome, but just stuff like that keeps happening or people will contact me and they'll be like, okay, all of a sudden I'm having this, 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 I want to talk to you and you can help me understand what's going on. And they're having these like really profound experiences and realizing their, their gifts. And I'm like, there's not, this is not an accident, right? We're all waking up. We're all coming together. We're all understanding our, our personal power in this place more Mm. and more and more. And I think that's so beautiful. It makes me just like, 
screw you bad guys <laughs> yeah because it's a it's a snowball effect it's like the more yeah. we say it the more we feel it the more it, it spreads right and it's not like we have to i think this community's given a lot of people because i know i know that the way i think is is the way a number of other people think it's like this community's given us a way to talk about this stuff without screaming it at people that we don't need to be yelling it at you know the people that don't see it don't feel it don't want to look at it even if we really care there's like better ways to do it and i think we've given each other that so it's it's really a positive experience that i've seen over the past year it's been great it's been awesome yeah. no i love i love that too i think people a long 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 time ago got sick of me <laughs> especially when they're like why are you such a buzzkill i'm like nothing i'm saying is a buzzkill it's a buzzkill for you because you don't like reality like i'm not i'm not sad or angry like that's your reaction you know weirdo um yeah. but here i get to say the same things and people are like yeah and i'm like oh. <laughs> yeah it's just so great it's like uh it's like when a person starts to like really get comfortable with all their flaws that were sprouted from their traumas and they can start criticizing their bad previous behaviors and stuff. It's like, that's kind of what we're all getting to do on a collective level to all the badness that we've allowed, you know, in our world. And, we're, you know, people that don't see it that way are, oh my, what are you? Oh God, this is horrible. How can you say any of this stuff? And for us, it's not really like, I don't know, we talk a lot about loose and all that, but I feel like a lot of times the way we can talk about it in this community kind of bulletproofs us from that kind of shit, you know, because it's, it's not necessarily we're getting sucked into it because we're terrified. We're kind of trying to like, we're trying to figure something out and we're trying to get our, get our wits about us to, to handle it the best way. Yeah, you can't you can't defend yourself against an enemy or an outside invader or pathogen unless you understand what it is and how it gets in and what it wants to do and all of those things. So we're just arming ourselves with information and understanding. Um, and I know I it's, it's other people are projecting that onto us, right? Like I had someone who uh, I brought up something uh, for the ten billionth billionth time, and this was a few years ago about mm. AI and robotics and all the stuff and how it's you know a trap and it's being used against us and and all of this stuff and the person was like well why are you so obsessively terrified about it and i was like i'm neither of those things have happened like at all i was like i guess you are obsessively terrified about it because why else would you say that when nothing about my behavior or my mannerisms or what i'm expressing is terror or obsession like it's right. very interesting but again they're fearful of the things we're talking about and they're nervous about it and they're hateful towards or whatever and so they're saying like you you're doing these things and it's right. classic projection mm -hmm. i just as someone the other night was talking to my my soulmate and love johnny and you know they were saying well at least i'm not terrified of an invisible boogeyman that i am obsessively like always going on and on about and he's like you're wearing a mask and you got injected for a thing that you don't even know <laughs> Yeah, yes yeah. or not <laughs> you're telling me that i'm terrified of a, an invisible boogeyman like that's very but i was like there it is again like these mm -hmm. most people who are not in a rational and calm state of mind cannot help but project onto either their own experiences that they're going through or like a past incursion they had with someone right where they're like 
it's like triggering it for them. This like old fight they had or this old argument they had with someone. And so suddenly they're like having it with you. And you're like, I didn't say any of those things, but you're like convinced that I'm this person and I'm doing this to you. And really I'm like, it's your dad or it's your Mm. boyfriend or it's this bully on the playground years ago or whatever. And classic projection every time. (laughs) And a lot of times, even on our side of it, like if we do, if people if we do react, if we are using it as an outlet, if we are, you know, projecting back at that person, it's the same thing for us. You know, it's like, cause we can get caught up in that stuff too. But that's just a sidetrack. What I wanted to, to get was get to was uh, recently I had this thought, right. I was trying to word something to my family or friend or something in my head. And I found myself saying personal or independent research. And I found myself thinking, Oh shit that term doesn't really work anymore. Does it? They've kind of ruined that one because now people will say it like independent research. (laughs) It's like, man, Aldous Huxley, Newspeak, it's all, and man, you read that in a book when you're a kid, you're like, Oh, that's weird. People have new words and not use other ones. It's, it's amazing. The dimensions it takes on when we're experiencing that reality that's happening. Oh, yeah, and, uh, it's happening. Yeah. Well, it's even to the point where I, you know, I went through high school, I read 1984 or whatever. Mm. And then I, right after high school, found my first ever in a thrift store, unabridged dictionary. And I was like, what's this? Unabridged? <laughs> does that mean that every dictionary I've ever seen is abridged? Yes, it does. Huh. And I was like, well, Newspeak already happened then. It happened like decades ago. Like the whole goal is to make the shortest, smallest dictionary you can and still be able to speak about whatever the needs of the state are uh, right. and whatever society you're allowed to have. Uh, and that's it. And that's that's this. That is this. Every dictionary, an unabridged dictionary is like a giant tome with tiny, tiny writing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like up on a pedestal usually. Yeah, it's like unfolded. Yeah. Yeah. So I got got that one. I found another one shortly ever and got that too. And I'm like, I'm going to keep this forever because um, that's their goal is to just erase and erase and erase our Mm. words because we have a much harder time describing our reality and the ways out of the predicaments we're in when we don't have the language for it. Exactly. Yeah. You and Chaney were getting into like some wordplay kind of etymology stuff uh, when you were on her show recently. And that was inspiring because I I get into a lot of, uh, I've been really fascinated by the fact that everything is like, well, from the Latin, from the Latin, from the Latin, from the Latin. Nope. Not even close. It's so much older than that. And it's, I'm finding it all over Scandinavia where the origins are coming from, which man, it's bringing me to crazy places like where this Hegelian dialectic is really primarily coming from. And this takes us in a completely different direction, but we'll, we'll, we'll go down that path another time. Well, but, I actually want to comment on that because oh, sure, uh, sure. there's this, you know, you can look through all of these the, of our most ancient languages, right? Mm. Like you can take like Sanskrit and um, I don't remember which dialect of like Chinese and, um, you know, Aramaic or whatever, and all of these things. And you can see that they have similar, um, I'll say like root sounds for different concepts. Mm-hmm. And then you start to think like, well, why? Like, why is mother, mom, matrix? I mean, I get like the Latin Matter. roots for us now, but there's other words in other cultures that are not connected to those same roots, but also have the same sounds in them. Why would that be? Uh, and it just struck me eventually at some point alongside the cymatic 
what I call, I call it like the cymatic truth of the universe, which is that literally everything is actually sound. <laughs> we are an expression of sound. Our form is created because it is the exact structure that expresses the vibration and the sound of the purpose of that thing. I had this really fascinating discussion with Thomas Cowan about it like three years ago or something pretty like right before actually. So I guess like two and a half years ago, right before all the crazy cray started (laughs) and he went fully into only talking about that stuff instead of all of his other fascinating work. Mm. Um, And he was describing this same thing too. And I just started like literally, and it says it in all of our like sacred texts, right? The word, the word was what came first, the word preceded form. And so I'm like, oh, that is the reason actually. It's not, it's intrinsic. Sound is intrinsic and our expression of it is a, a uh, direct result of the of the characteristics that are already uh, like a substrate to everything. So, and that's why we'll find those similar sounds for similar words and different things that were supposedly never connected. I know some people say, oh, that's a worldwide culture that fell apart. And that's why that could also be, but it would still indicate to me that this uh, cymatic substructure of everything is a reality and we just pick up on it. And this is why I also have faith that they can try and take away our language all they want. But we will always uh, be able to share meaning with one another because we share a common uh, source and that comes through us. That is Abs- what's coming for us. And yes. they can't stop that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's it's undeniable. They just try to hide it and drown it out with static, you know. And but you know what you talk about in the book, which I absolutely love, it's my favorite topic in the world, is the fractal nature of everything. And in that fractal way, it can be both, it can be a possible origin root with a civilization attached to it perhaps and it can also be this higher level uh understanding or this connection and uh have you ever possibly heard of box saga at all i have i interviewed the the guy um oh jim chesner jim chesner right before he died actually you're lucky that you got to talk to him that's cool yeah so i've dug like way deep into it i'm doing a show about it and everything and the language is what drives me insane about it it's unbelievable the connections and everything and that's yeah i'm finding that their root or rot as they say rot language um it's all about resonance and it's all about how it has to agree on every level. And if it doesn't, it's literally a key to understanding what's not true and true in that language or in that story, the saga. It's unbelievable. And if you if you uh, haven't gotten into the language aspect of man, I mean, I know if you had Jim on, then you probably we got did, a yeah. lot of yeah. So that that's a lot right there, of course. But it's unbelievable how that all connects and. But yeah, let's let's get back to your book. I mean, I was I was blown away by how easy it was to read. Uh, I said it before. I can't even remember if we were still recording or not, but it reminded me of an Alan Watts read because it was just this is it. You know, this is the the message that's stripped bare of any uh, ego or personality. And I love when when a writer can find that. And I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate the source from which it came, which was definitely not me, though. I do take credit for being ready to receive it and capable of expressing it. <laughs> um, and I and I think I say something on the back cover of like, I'm happy to have channeled this book for you. Yeah. <laughs> I did not yes. write it. <laughs> but um, I appreciate that so much being cared, compared to Ellen Watson anyway is a pretty amazing compliment. So thank you. And um yeah, I just back to that resonance and fractal idea. I, I 
have seen in my own life that when I go back to even the beginnings and all the way till now, the things that I've always been searching for and the things that have always struck me most and the things that I've held on to are the things that resonate as in they repeat more than once and I can see them in more than one location and I can see how important they are in all of those locations. So like you said, like this is what indicates the truth of something, right? And this is why I love that syncretic pathway and that Gnostic sort of pathway that because it taps into as many sources as possible to see like, well, what is in common with all of these? Because the fractal is going to repeat and that's where you can find the truth. And so um, it's absolutely true. Like you said too, then if there's something, it's a, this is the only time, this is the only place, like, is it true then? <laughs> Probably not, right? If it doesn't match nature as above, so below, as within, so without, like if it's not repeating, it's not natural. It's not real. Yeah. I mean, shit, that reminds me of the scientific method in a way, how they have to repeat things in a lab to make sure this is okay. This is going to happen. This is going to continue. You know, you have to look for the, it's funny how, especially people like us in this community, we, we, we always get, uh, yeah, the human brain always finds patterns. I mean, you got to let that. Oh, my God. Everybody finds pattern. That's what our brains do. OK, so, yeah, no shit. That's what our brains do. There's like, a reason it's weird why that there's a dissonance <laughs> yeah. for that concept. Why? <laughs> right. It's very bizarre and backwards, you know? Yeah. You're like, yeah, our brain finds patterns because patterns are the most important aspect of our existence. Yeah. Period. <laughs> that's I mean, man. That, yeah. And this this fractal idea is why it seems to me that the pyramids were built the way they were and all these ancient megalithic structures that have stood the test of time because they understood that if you like build with the flow of the universe, it's going to be more successful. And that's probably what all the use of our symbolism is from because it's, you're going with whatever this physical place is doing, whatever it's doing with this stuff in mind, it's working better or it works smoother. You're going with it. But no, it's demonic and evil. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, it's exactly right. They're placed at the exact points and locations where they need to in order to express or resonate with the energies of that place or to help them amplify or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot about the parasite controllers and stuff. And I wanted to pull an awesome quote from your book about those lovely individuals and (laughs) groups and cut their heads off and 10 grow back. Yes. Uh, You said something great that really resonated with me. And you said, they will always remain part of the whole. They will become a part of the raw energy, which feeds new creation elsewhere in another time and place. And this is perfect. There is nothing wrong with their choice. It looks like pain in such a stretched out and distant minutia minutia of infinity that you've leapt into. It is only change. It is only the underlying pattern and process of all things. And I love that because it really kind of, again, it takes that divide and conquer that Hegelian dialectic and kind of puts it where it belongs in the corner. It's like, this is not how reality is really supposed to be viewed with all these absolutes that are set up just because of appearance. Yeah. Well, and it's hard. That's a hard one, even for me. And I shouldn't say even for me, especially for me. And even now, um, you know, and I, I work on it more and more all the time to come back to that. And it's not, I don't know. Um, cause I have so much judgment towards these people. And I'm like, yeah, you should die. Like there's something deeply wrong with you, (laughs) you know, and I, and I do, but, and then, 
And then I read this thing that came through me and I'm like, that's true though. Like there's, they, they're allowed to choose that and it's going to have consequences, period. And they're Mm -hmm. to deal with those consequences, period. And I don't have to do anything about it. (laughs) That's just nature. Nature will take care of this actually. Um, And there's a process inbuilt in the universe for exactly that. Just like there's a process inbuilt for when your flesh rots, maggots come and they eat it, right? Like there's, it's gross. We don't like it. I don't want to see it, but I'm glad it exists because otherwise there'd be a bunch of rotting flesh everywhere in the world. And that's not cool either. So there is a process inbuilt to take care of everything that could possibly happen. Uh, And it's not pleasant to us all of the time, but we don't have to go and choose that. So cool. Go let it be unpleasant for them. (laughs) Right. Right. And people will say things like, yeah, but they're doing this to me. Well, your job is to uh, become as powerful and sovereign as you can be so that no one can choose to do anything to you that you didn't choose for yourself. Right. And if that isn't where you're at, I'm sorry, I've not been there most of my life either. So I've also suffered a lot, Uh, but we go, we we head that direction more and more and more, the more we can, right. As we are able. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a growth process regardless of, you know, a lot of people look at it like we come back here over and over again, maybe to, to learn new lessons and others, throw in like me, I I throw in like, well, wait a minute, but there's no time there. Right. So maybe we just know everything already, or maybe we're doing it because we're bored and we're just coming back to relearn or something. But for whatever reason, it it is at least here in this time where time exists, there is a growth process that it doesn't really matter what you believe. You can just believe in again, back to source and yourself and you can relate it to a higher self or not. Honestly, that's again more divide and conquer, in my opinion. Right. You know, whatever stage you're at, like 15 years ago, I would have said that that uh, AA being a higher power kind of situation is bullshit, yeah. and people shouldn't have to bow down to a particular power just because they have a problem. I was that guy, definitely. Yeah, you know, me too. and <laughs> now it's yeah, it's it's us recovering scientific kind of atheist thinking sort of people that are the logical ones, right? That finally saw the other side and can attack real hard now. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm always like, is that why I was so atheistic and so materialist, like so dogmatically and so <laughs> like virulently for so long is so that I could come here and be like, actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to channel some source for you and then heal you spiritually. Like, ooh, I yeah. seriously sometimes listen to myself and I'm like, wow, I'm saying this out loud and it's true. Like it's really, it's a trip sometimes, but I do. I think if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't understand so deeply like what people need um, when they're still in that space. Cause it's actually coming from a place of wounding. Did you find that for yourself as well? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been like that forever way before the podcast, of course, but it was in that long period of just saying it to anybody that was around. Right. So that doesn't help, you know? And yeah, it was this like almost regret, not regret, but like an apologetic state where, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit in religion, of course. And that's on purpose by the same fucking people running both sides, you know? (laughs) And because of those layers of nonsense, it's like, yeah, your atheistic brain or whatever was, was pushing through all those layers and cutting those out of the picture entirely. And unfortunately I threw the baby out with the bathwater you know, the baby Jesus out with the bathwater every, <laughs> every time. And then I came back from like a really big early on psychedelic trip and immediately to any of my other atheistic friends who would have deep philosophical chats, 
I was starting to use the word God instead of the universe or the this or the that or source or force or almost on purpose to cause contrast. <laughs> but in that from that wounded place, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's a deep pain. You know, there's so much disconnection within us and we have so much wounding to heal. And I think that's part of um, why we come sometimes even with a lot of wisdom and knowledge that we want to experience some of that wounding so that we can remember like, okay, yeah, this is what some people need. Cause there's so many people who can still come back from where they're at in that wounding. And, uh, I think a lot of us came here to help them do so by doing it for ourselves first. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you gotta, that's, you have to do it first before you can teach your kid how to do it. I mean, it's, it's, it's progress. It's the way the fractal is moving, right? Yes. <laughs> so I want to read another quote and I apologize. I wish I had kind of in context, uh, grabbed the part right before it, but you put something in here that was like, Whoa, what does this mean? I didn't really see it coming <laughs> and I didn't quite understand the whole part of it. Maybe I will, by just by reading it again, but here it goes. Your baby teeth are organized in the same harmonic as the nursery rhymes that you enjoy when you are a child because your body expresses that which you are and you delight to experience a mirroring of that which you are. Your adult teeth are organized in the same harmonic as the more advanced organizations such as classical music because you have now stepped up to a higher system of organization within yourself and you again enjoy the experience of the reflection outside of yourself. That blew me away in a very like psychedelic kind of feeling way. And I would just love for you to riff on what you had going through you when you were receiving that information. First of all, I trust that they are using the words that make sense because I don't even know what that really means. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this is actually what Thomas Cowan shared with me. And when he shared with me, it was one of those moments where I just understood and knew that it was the truth. And I saw it all throughout our whole body. And it like gave me this understanding I had never had before that literally every part of our body is a cymatic expression of the function of that part of our body. And it, I was like, wow, like, this is like crazy and so cool. And um, so I didn't understand. I kept trying to tell people it. I was like, your baby teeth are like nursery rhymes. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> She's I don't crazy. know. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and so then when I was you know, sitting down and this was coming through and it came through like that. I'm like, thank you. Cause now I can like say it to people better. And so since this mm. book came through, I've been able to talk about it again because I can say it. I still can't say it as well as it is in that book. <laughs> right. Right. Just the right. harmonic organization that right there kind of, you know, that's that fractal, right? It's like, Oh, I've, yes. oh, that, I've felt that. And it's given me chills before on another level of this. So it's, yeah. I love that. Cause yeah, I've had that experience with psychedelics. People experience like I taste colors or, you know, whatever, what do they call that? Something more synesthesia or maybe it's that. Yes. It's that. Um, but it's way more than that. It's like you start to read patterns in the walls that are there and they're spelling out a feeling that you're having. And it's like, okay, well, it's just your mind projecting. It's like, well, yes, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And it's there. It's, it's very weird. And then you can get into the shared experiences that happen. So it's, it's really happening, this cymatic resonance. It's unreal to explain it, of course, to people that don't see it. Don't it's very it, yeah. difficult, hard language to 
to get into. Like I've tried to read a lot of fractal mathematicians and it's like reading Newton. Like I have the Principia because it's like, it was cool as an atheist to have Isaac Newton's Principia, you know, (laughs) but trying to read most of it is ridiculous. You know, it's like Finnegan's wake. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really, it's a simple concept, right? Like that, the, the sound precedes the form and therefore mm. the form is actually the sound expressed in matter sight this is what cymatics are but then when you try to tell someone like okay yeah so there's sand on the plate and you play the thing and it like makes that picture like that's your body your body is just a collection of either such a specific word <laughs> or so many words together at once functioning together that it's this complicated and complex and then we can go from there and we can say you know when they talk about these concepts in magic where they say things like when you know the true name of something mm. you know the true name of a person or a thing you control it is another way of saying like when you know the true word or the true sound and you speak it you will create it exactly. Ava, avacadavra right as i speak so i create if you have the language though not in this language (laughs) maybe by accident but not really but if we had that right and i think that's part of what was um perhaps hidden from us at what we call the tower of babel and you know that whole time in history if that occurred i think that's what it's saying happened is that we had that and we could do that and we were almost like gods therefore on earth uh and then that was somehow taken from our memory and erased and Mm. uh, we shattered and splintered and separated and divided. And now we don't have that power anymore or we don't seem to most of us. Yeah. And you know, again, with the, I love being able to talk to you about the fractal stuff because I think some people are like, Oh my God, here comes Andy with the fractal shit again. (laughs) But like you, when you understand it, it's, it's hard not to, it's like you're tripping. Like you just want to talk about it, man. (laughs) So it's like these, this hidden from us. Right. I wanted to get into this. I think I actually may have yeah, I put it in all capitals. Truth is always a cult. It's not just them elites blocking us. And who are they anyway? That's what I had written <laughs> because it's like, I mean, we can expand way out into that, that, that echo. Right. And it's every force that works against us in this world is again, it's their choice and that's okay that that's their choice. Right. And it's because of this, it's because we are constantly seeking contrast. That's one angle to it. The other angle is this like almost, uh, collective ego, you know, it's like these two forces kind of just constantly balancing each other out in, at least on this, this, uh, perspective of it, you know? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Actually, you know what? Let me read one of your quotes, too. Uh, some what was it? Often the loudest and boldest among you proclaim final truths, while the quietest and most accurate are ignored or worse, attacked outright and driven from public discourse. But the quietest are those who whisper the truth. And this other one, some souls cry out, how do I live in alignment with my purpose? It's so simple that you create infinite reasons to block yourself from it. And when I read that, I, again, I saw it on all the the scale and variance where it's like, yeah, so all those politicians and the secret societies and the rituals that they have performed on us are just creating this part of the process that unfortunately we have to face is kind of natural. I well, mean, I how did... do we how do we work with that? You know, because it is tr- it's like true that they're evil, and then it's true that it's 
It's just part of all of it. It's, it's how do we deal true with that, that you have to agree to it for it to work. Mm-hmm. Every, always, you have to agree to it. This is why they were, had to work so hard to get people to really believe in the thing that they're going to poke in their body or whatever. And you're like, look here, it's real. We swear to God, it's going to do great things for you. Like, cause they can't just come and just force it into you. There is again, mechanisms built into the system, the actual system, the, the right. true system of nature uh, that do not allow for that it and or they understand what would happen to them if they did, because they understand that karma is a real force in the universe. And it's not punishment. It's just cause and effect. And on the spiritual level, cause and effect exists as well. And they don't want that, right? So they'll either get other people to do it for them who are um, blind to it and have agreed to it, and unbeknowingly, perhaps they're going to take all that karma that they create, or they have to get you to agree to it, right? And so all of their rituals and all of their like garbage that they spew out all of the time is just to get you to agree that you're powerless, that they can do this actually, that it's okay, or that whatever, whatever it is. And all of it is that. So all you have to do is not agree and just not do it. <laughs> I've right. been saying this for so long and no one really believes me, I feel. I mean, some people do. Of course. A lot of people do. I'll, I'll give you guys credit. But like so many people are just like, yeah, I mean, that's that's a nice Pollyanna little attitude. And I'm like, no, it's right. their only attitude, actually. Yeah. If, <laughs> if all of us were just like, yeah, I don't agree. I'm not doing that. What would happen? We, there wouldn't be a war. There wouldn't be a bloodshed. I mean, they might come at us in some way that seems like war and bloodshed, but that way it would just stop, right? Just like we've right. always said, if every person just wouldn't join the military, there'd be no war. You can't have a war without military people, right? Exactly. It's the same thing. So um, we don't have to stop them, right? And that's that's that going back to that point. Like it's not our job to go judge them or stop them. It's just, we just do us and not them, right? And part of the trick of the psychopath and the narcissist and the sociopath, which they're all on a similar spectrum, Mm-hmm. is to get you to stay engaged yes. in whatever way. Right. And you think you have to, or whatever. And I, I have, you know, some people in my life who are on that spectrum and it took me decades to finally see like, Oh, I literally just stop engaging with you. <laughs> I can still love <laughs> you. Even I can still respond to you. Even you, you reach out. I can say, I love you. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. Here's a hug homie. But like, I'm not going to hang out with you. And I'm not going to talk to you really. And right. I'm not going to give you anything of me actually, because you can't handle it. And so I just don't engage. I just stop. I'm not in agreement anymore that we are in this relationship. And so we're not. Right. <laughs> um, it really is as simple as that. And I, it, we could come up with any example we want and we could see how that's true. Dude, you hit on such a personal point too, with the narcissism thing. Like uh, we're going through a process of, well, we already are done with the process of, of, you know, basically axing people from our, our lives, a, a group, certain group of people that it's the narcissism thing. I have to admit my, my ignorance of it. I just thought it was a word that just meant selfish, you know, yeah. or people and think man, it means being obsessed with your looks. In the right. Mirror. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's man. Is it taken out of context? As in like, you know, ego is taken out of context a lot. Right. right? But man, narcissism is a monster. And we of course have touched a lot on this fractal thing. And for me, my awakening, my coming out of the psychedelic trip so many years ago was seeing my life, my traumas, my problems, my trial, all of it out there in the world. It made me feel responsible. It made me feel guilty like all kinds of things. I'm sure you're familiar with that. And, um, 
someone very close to me who has had to take these people out of their life uh, specifically for like severe narcissistic behavior. The more we learn about narcissism and from these professionals that have really delved into it, all I'm seeing, like sitting here listening and learning is every world leader and every problem out there in the world. It was, I mean, not specifically the psychosis and the sociopathy. They go so well together. It's like a complete breakfast, all three of them. It's terrifying. And it's just, just, it's, I'm glad that this person is going, seeing that micro to macro because man, does it really hit you and it keeps hitting and it doesn't let go. And it's that non-engagement. It's okay. 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 I will not repeat that echo anymore. Yes. Yeah. And it's really, there's like we said, another layer of the fractal, like the same way when you learn to deal with a narcissist or a psychopath, hopefully no one's dealing with psychopaths, but it can happen. <laughs> uh, when you learn to deal with that in your personal life, now you know exactly how to deal with it on the larger level of society as a whole, right? It's exactly yes. the same thing. You just say, <laughs> Not my, not your energy anymore. And my energy, I'm going to go do this now. Yeah. I'm just going to not call you back. <laughs> it's like, and it's like when people are saying like, I just don't watch the news anymore. Like, yeah, exactly. Don't give it any of your energy. All of that, all of the psychopathic trap that's on the grander scale worldwide with this whole globalist plan they've got going all of it. Don't watch the news. Don't mm. go, don't talk to other people. If people bring it up, just be like, I don't know. I don't care. Anyways, there's look, look, there's a flower. Look how yeah. pretty it is. Right. <laughs> look and, how it's a fractal. <laughs> and in, including, including us sometimes like, and not that we don't want you to listen, but yeah, we are all, we're the ones that have the wound. Remember? So like <laughs> we're susceptible. Sometimes we, we get, we always do. We get into what this new event we've, probably had yeah. so many podcasts great problem great coverage of how fake the ukrainian shit going on is right now yeah. i'm sure we've covered it excellently yeah. unfortunately there's that greater fractal where we got to look at it like hey what are they doing to us they're making us talk about this shit yeah. guys i know we're dispelling it but we're still engaging it and remember you fight with that narcissist to try to prove them wrong Oh, there's so you're just no back point. in it again. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great point. It's like everything too, and, and especially this book, you know, and this is um part of what I'm so glad to have this book because it reminds me of the things like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm also working on. Like I'm not um I'm not like the guru or the whatever. I'm just like <laughs> learning along with everyone else and practicing along with everyone else how to keep getting better and better so we can um get out of this psychopath trap completely. Yeah. It's like, you know, even if you weren't channeling or maybe we're all channeling our good ideas, that's totally fucking fair. Um, when I write something or think of something and record it or whatever, that's like an epiphany of my own. Yeah. It has that weight to it in the right way that I can come back to it and still learn again from it because it's not really something that Andy Rouse came up with. It's whatever is driving that ego, you know, and that does, it doesn't really need to make you feel like you're, do, I, I don't know. I want to give you credit for receiving it again, because seriously, uh, I it's, you're the other half of the equation. It's not yeah. less or more, you know? No, and it's, it's really like, I couldn't have done it if I weren't prepared. Like if I hadn't heard Thomas Cowan talk about that, I wouldn't have understood what they were saying to Would me. Would have passed you by. Right? 
Right. I would have been like, I don't know, something about teeth. And they would have been like, oh God. Right. And I, and a lot of things in the, as I was writing it, I was realizing that like, oh, I've literally been preparing to write this book for years. (laughs) I just didn't know that that's what all those little tidbits along the way were. Right. Um, Like I had been guided to do a fractal episode sometime before this book came out. And so I was really like fresh in my mind, like all these ideas about fractals. And so when that part came out, I was like, here we are. Like, you know, and so I, and I also have the writing skills and I've been writing my whole life and I have these words and you know so there there is that I've prepared the vessel so that mm. the message could come through so I am a part of it and I'll take that credit and you know it did not come from me that the actual <laughs> the actual content of it and the organization of it and the way it came together is very specific and it's um not from my mind and so this is actually one of the things I've learned of the difference between when I'm really actually channeling and when I'm just um you know, excited and passionate and, and it's still cool. There's nothing Mm, wrong with that, but it's different. Right. And one is like, okay, I'm going to conceive of something and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to do it like this. And here's my plan. And here's the things I want to hit on. And it's all up here. And I've got that conceptualization. I'm constructing it and I'm trying to construct it. Mm. Whereas the other is like, I literally sit down, I come within, I get empty. And then I just start like, and then afterwards I, I go back and read it and I'm like, what? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's it's almost like uh, it reminds me a little bit of automatic writing. Would you say that that's like maybe a term that's just not even needed anymore because it's kind of what we're talking about? Well, yeah, I just, it's the same thing. So I talk so to so many people and some are like, oh, I'm a clairvoyant and Mm -hmm. others are like, oh, I'm an, I'm a animal communication specialist, but I also talk to spiritual guides, allies, and, you know, heavenly beings and and whatever. And then other people are like, I'm a medium. And then other people are like, I'm a psychic. And when I'm looking at them, I'm like, you're all doing the same thing. (laughs) Right. Right. And you're just, you, again, you have a certain proclivity to what you were prepared to best accept and understand. So this person was most you know, close to an understanding of like animals and their specific vibration and their energy. And like, and this other person was more, you know, to what the actual definition of clairvoyant is. And you see things in your head and like, that's mm. the thing. Right. And other person's like psychic. Cause they're just receiving it. And they maybe haven't even analyzed. Am I seeing it? Am I hearing it? Or am I, how is this coming through? Who knows? I'm just psychic. And then, um, And I just see that same with remote viewing. People are like, well, it's not really remote viewing unless you're following the remote viewing protocol. And I'm like, so what's different than if I just say, I'm going to put my mind now over in this place is what I do with a lot of the brighter you grads. Um, We have a little group and we practice remote viewing. We call it remote viewing, but it's not this. We don't never actually even learned the protocols of remote viewing actually. But I'm, I'm intentionally going over to Saudi Arabia and I'm looking in this box that someone put on a shelf and I'm seeing what's inside of it. Isn't that remote viewing? Yes. So absolutely. I'm like, I get to a point where I'm like, man, these words are getting in our way. <laughs> like and they're also, not helpful anymore. You just helped me connect two dots. Um, and maybe I'm, maybe this is a little too out of line, but I mean, isn't remote viewing kind of just like a local astral travel? Yes. That's another, well, exactly. So what's the difference great example than that? Yeah. Separation when it doesn't need to be separated and these, and everyone that says it, the proclivity is one thing for sure, but, and we don't have to go down this path. That's not what this conversation has been about, but we got to note the spiritual gatekeepers that will always do that kind of thing. They yes. want a multitude in front of us, no matter what topic we're talking about. That's, I mean, you could say that's at least the motivation behind people that believe the earth is flat. 
say that everything's multiplied for your confusion. You know what I mean? And they're right on that note. I agree with them on that. I'm not sure if it goes to that level, but I agree with that principle, you know, that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And I've had people get like mad at me when I say like, yeah, I guess I channel now. They're like, Ugh. I mean, if you don't know, you're not doing it. I'm like, no, it's that I hate the culture of channeling. And I hate saying that I do that because it makes me think of things that I'm very judgmental about. Right, right. Um, and it doesn't I mean you take for granted. Go. Yeah, it doesn't mean like you or I take for granted what, um, you know, the the different channelers put forth necessarily you can have a real channeler who gets paid off by the government too you know or secret societies or something you can have them have the knowledge shit even better right you have to in order to play the game with the lesser lesser known you know yeah. it's, or the people that know less you know well and i'm that's, sure you can probably channel some negative things as well <laughs> for sure right? yeah, yeah absolutely that's another thing people ask me they're like well how do you know it's good i'm like I don't know, decades of experience interacting with the good and the bad and everything in between and really developing my discernment and being able to understand exactly the essence, the essential quality of whatever I'm interacting with, whether it's you, a human or like an animal or a plant or whatever this is. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and because and, sometimes roads are taken where it leads to these energies are more are, are scary and terrifying and the, like yeah the potential is always there negative or positive for infinity right but yeah. you, we always say that the controllers are the ones that are trying to take our power so let's not let these energies if we're going to talk about them let's talk about them appropriately like their attributes you can call them de demons absolutely yeah. that's fine i agree that's totally okay with me but at the same time we have to know their shit they're nothing well, <laughs> and, we, they... and we have to know that angels and demons are the exact same type of being so we right. have two words again for one thing um right and gin and whatever and so so again you can say like well there's some good and there's some bad so how right. are you going to know well i don't know how did you tell how could you tell when you walked into a room at some point you saw someone you were like oh i don't want to go near them mm. Right. It's the same way. Yeah, right? It's exactly. the same way when you saw someone, you were like, whoa, they're, they're amazing. They seem cool. I want to talk to them. Like, what are they about? Like, same thing. Right. And sometimes you've been wrong. But if you look back at those times you were wrong, there's usually a really good reason why you tricked yourself or didn't let yourself listen to your intuition. Uh, and that's a lesson you learned then. Right. But but really, at your core, you always know what is true Dude, and false, what is good and bad. <laughs> you brought me to a very biblical place. I just thought of Adam being like the prototype of that exact experience when he hides from Yahweh, because my interpretation is that he wasn't hiding because he was naked. They had already put the leaves over themselves but they were knowledgeable because they had eaten of the tree. So they know the difference between good and evil. Ooh. So that's why they hid. <laughs> that's <pretty laughs> that's cool. not mine necessarily. Right. That's just my interpretation of like Gnosticism and kind of how it's put together the, in that way. But it makes sense God. to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but then again, we could go there too. the Yahweh, the, or the Sumerian, the Enlil, the Enki, the two polar opposites, right? The loving creator that gave us life and gave us all the secrets that his older brother did not want us to know. It's, mm -hmm. it's those two polar opposite forces that we need both of them. Somehow they drive each other. And uh, yeah, I, I wonder how do you, how do you take when people say that, that driving each other idea, the yin yang view is, is, is the trick. And, and we shouldn't be, uh, you know, no life doesn't need negative. We never learn negativity. Like 
it's a hard because I've heard that yeah. argument put in a pretty decent way. You know, I don't know how to really argue against it. Well, here's um, here's a way to think about it. So this is another thing. I, I went again to that spiritual fair this weekend. And one thing is there's a there's a lot of people there that are really like surface level, shallow or like not really because they're they're still discovering it all. They're like, this is all like brand new to them. They just came from Christianity into this spiritual fair. So, you know, so there's a lot of like, but there's also like the people there, there's like psychics all around. There's like booths, there's orgone everywhere. There's crystals, like (laughs) all this. So like, it was this high energy. I was like, this is overwhelming nearly. And those nights afterwards, I'd have these intense dreams. I always have intense dreams. I often get messages and have revelations in my dreams but this was like more than normal even so it was like really intense and one of them I was talking to whoever one of my guides allies whatever and they were saying like yeah it's just like a crystallization machine if you want to look at it that way and I was like huh and they're like yeah so you're you know you're moving along and then you're like you know what I just want to like jump to like the next like or 700 next levels of purification um okay so I'm gonna go to earth Because there's the deepest, darkest, most horrible, putrefying, like evil here. And what better to like really rid yourself of anything that resonates with that, if that's what you choose, than to be right there up against it and then say, and so you're purifying, right? And it's alchemical as well. Mm -hmm. You like jump into the fire to just burn away everything that isn't most purely you. And I just uh, was being shown and told and, and understanding that that's basically like what we chose to come here and create together is this place where you could do any of it. You could be, it could also go the other way. You'd be like, I want to jump down to like the most occluded and, and whatever. But just like there's that little white dot in the, in the sea of darkness of the yin yang, like that really is why it's white is because it has purified itself from all that darkness to be like only what's in that vibration. (laughs) So, um, I, and I've always kind of intrinsically felt that. And we've, we talk about it in so many ways, like, oh, we're here to learn the lessons or we're here to like do this and that. And it's, and they're all different ways of saying that same thing. Mm. And it also is true. We don't need that. We don't have to do that. We don't need the evil around us in order to experience the good. Some people, we start there. That's usually where our conception starts. It's like, oh yeah, if I wasn't sometimes sad, I wouldn't be very happy happiness wouldn't seem as good uh and so we kind of see that that polarity does enhance each other but the next step up is to say like i don't actually have to have the darkness anywhere near me ever i don't have to experience it ever to be this as long as i have purified myself to the point where i don't or purified sounds like a judgy word but you know what i mean i do and i i embrace that i like that word and honestly like you really just helped me just collide those those two i it was really cool i like that and that fits that helps <laughs> thank you <laughs> and, uh, yeah and honestly thank you for coming back on the show again and, and talking about this amazing book and talking to me about some of my favorite topics to get into and the alchemical stuff that we didn't even touch man you me and phoenix should do like a like a, a big meetup or something and and talk about that plus all the crazier stuff because I, I love, I love talking to phoenix too whenever i'm with phoenix i just try to shut up because he's just so amazing <laughs> i'm like i love his presence yeah he's amazing <laughs> so and yeah thank you again for the work that you received and gave to all of us again i, I really appreciate your work and uh, tell the audience where they can find you if they don't already listen to you 
Well, thank you so much for having me back again. It's always fun to hang out. I'm glad it sucks. It has been so long, but like, this is life. It just like flies. It's crazy. Um, But I, especially as our group gets bigger, it's how do you have each other on all the time? It's massive now. It's awesome. It is awesome. Um, So yeah, people can go to rogueways.org. That's the hub for everything that I do. They can get the tickets to, excuse me, one day of brightness there as well as if they want to join for a brighter you, if you feel like you're uh, looking for a course, a six weeks course to really learn that you are psychic and clairvoyant and far seeing and remote viewing and all those things are in your grasp and you've probably been doing them your whole life, but now you can do them intentionally um, and bring them forth more and more in yourself. And that's a great course for people. This book is there, the key of transformational healing. You can get it as a digital download, which is cool. Um, it is a PDF. You can also just email me and I'll send you the EPUB if you want to the ebook version of it, um, which is better for some people's readers. And you can also get the physical copy, obviously, and all the other books I have. And one of them I'll mention um, that we didn't talk about that was also channeled, but in a very different way is All Endings Are Beginnings. Yeah. And you know, when I had you on The Witness with uh, Leslie and everybody, we I wanted to kind of get into that, but we didn't get a chance. So maybe we'll have yeah. to talk about that for sure again. Yeah. That's a, that was really cool too. And it kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't even know you would put it out. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I just, I just drop books every once in a while. Um, and so that book is really cool. Cause it's, um, you know, the end of every episode of Rogueways that I do, which people can find primarily on Rockfin and every uh, podcast app, but also a few other places um, that. I, at the end, I just have a little channeled bit. And for a while, I didn't also realize those were channeled until I started seeing that, like, I write them ahead of time, not knowing what we're going to talk about, because uh, I don't script the episodes, really. I've kind of like, yeah, this is what this person's into. Here's what we could talk right. about. And then we just like talk about whatever comes up. Uh, and then the end is always like, as though I knew exactly every single thing that we were going to talk about and tied it all together in a little bow. And I was like, oh, this, this is actually being channeled through. So someone had said, Oh, what is, you know, I love the endings to your episodes. Like, how do you do those? And I'm like, I just channel them through. And and then I was like, oh, I should collect them all because they're actually on their own, just really cool little tidbits and like life guidance and Mm -hmm. uplifting. And so I put them in this book, All Endings Are Beginnings. And it turns out that it can be used really awesomely as an oracle, which is so cool to realize people, you know, you can ask it a question and open it and it gives you the answer to the question. It's way easier than learning tarot or eating or anything (laughs) like that. And so many people will just like, you know, give me these examples of the question they asked and the answer they got. And it's always so perfect. And I'm like, I couldn't have done that if I tried, but this is the magic of, you know, letting things, um, beyond us, the best of us come through into this reality. And so that book is also there. You can also get them on Amazon and other places where books are sold. Um, but yeah, thank you for letting me share them with people. And it's always fun to hang out with you. So thanks for having me. Hell yeah, dude. Awesome. Everybody. Thank you for listening and watching. Go check out Lindsay's stuff if you don't already. And yeah, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifaria. Enough, I get the point. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs>
And you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.